welcome to On The Couch. My name is Danielle Price and I'm from She Will Shine. And today we are fortunate enough to have with us Rihanna Bridget. Hi Rihanna. Thank you for having me. Oh, you're very welcome. It's great to have you here. Rihanna is a musculoskeletal therapist. Please tell me I said that right. Perfect. Yes. <laughs> and she's running, been running her business for the last six years. And um, Rihanna has a really interesting story to tell that I'm very excited for her to share with us all today. So welcome, Re, and you. please tell us how, well, let's go back. Let's go back to maybe high school. So high school for me was not the nicest of places. Um, I soon very, I learnt quickly how um, mean teenage girls can possibly be. Um, and I was actually bullied through high school and I was told on many occasions that I would never amount to anything in my life. Um, and I actually was told on quite a few occasions that I would be um, a single mum by the age of 18 and alone. Um, and so unfortunately, um, my self-confidence at that stage was not the highest. And so I actually continued on believing that throughout high school. Um, and so when I got to the end of year 12, I believed that I would never make it to university because I was told that on many occasions. Um, and so I actually fell into a full-time job in the hospitality or the hotel sector. So that was straight from year 12? Correct, yeah. yeah. And so it was just an easy path or transition for me. Um, and I was quite good at that job. Um, but I wouldn't say I actually loved it. Um, and I actually felt physically sick at the thought of going to work every day in the end, um, which at, at such a young age, so I was probably about 22 at that stage, was an awful feeling. Yeah, that's right. That's supposed to, the time of your life, you're supposed to be living it up at that age. Yeah, and I just dreaded the thought of going to work every day and would almost cry and I'm not a crier, as you know, Daniel. Um, I would cry most days, either to or from work or both times, yeah. I guess you've gotten to the point where you're not enjoying, obviously, your daily life, going to school, yeah. uh, going to work, sorry. So what kind of, what made you think I need to change or was there some sort of turning point? I can vividly time? remember the turning point. It was the 3rd of November in 2011. And I was um, working Melbourne Cup Day and I actually got abused and told that uh, by a customer or a guest at that stage who was unfortunately um, had other things going on in their life and I would say was drug affected and told me that if I left the building that day that I wouldn't make it home. Oh my goodness. And so from that day I stood there, from that moment, sorry, I stood there and I thought to myself, this is not right. This is like, I don't like coming here. And then I'm being told this by people. No one should have to hear that. Goodness. Yeah. Um, this is, there's something not right here. Can I really see myself doing this for the next 40 or so years? And so on that 25 minute drive home, bawling my eyes out, um, I made the decision that the next day I was going to resign with no plan onto what that meant for me. Um, but I knew that I couldn't keep doing that. And there was just something inside of me that just said, you deserve so much more than this. You've had enough. Yeah. yeah. You deserve better. Yeah. yeah. And I was probably at a very good stage, I would think now in looking back, that I probably didn't have a lot of responsibilities um, and I could do that. Um, so I think that was a nice little fork in the road for me at that stage. And your support network, who was around you at that time? Uh, so it was mum mostly. So um, I actually got home that day from work and got out the driveway bawling my eyes out. And she said to me, what's wrong? What's going on? And I said, I'm resigning. 
that was the first word I said to her and she I thank her so much for saying this she said to me okay what do we have to do yeah and if I actually honestly believe that if she hadn't have said those words of okay to me the story would be very different yeah. and I probably wouldn't be sitting here yeah. with you right now yeah just having that one person yeah. say okay yep yeah, what's next you can do this yeah yeah absolutely yeah so what was next what happened next so the conversation was um, that evening was, okay, you can resign. That's like, absolutely, let's find something else. But it was, what's next? Yeah, what's um, the next option? And that was probably the biggest thing for me. Um, so I did hand in my resignation the next day and I blew a few people away by doing that, was not coming. Um, as I said to you, I was quite good at the job. I just didn't enjoy it um, and it wasn't my passion. And so in the conversation with my mum, she said to me, Rihanna, do you remember when you were an eight-year-old girl in our lounge room? And I said, yeah, a lot of things happened when I was eight. <laughs> Mum, which part are you talking about? And she said to me, well, you used to really enjoy massaging hands and feet of, of our family. Why don't you just go back and try a six-month relaxation massage course? And that kind of paved the way. And I knew then, deep down in the pit of my stomach, that it was something that I had to give a go. Yep. Um, but that sort of child thought process came back in and back then I used to think you know massage and health and all of those things one you couldn't make a living out of but two I was told for so long that I would never amount to anything and I was never smart enough to go to school or university how was I ever going to do this to self-confidence all-time low yeah, yeah. Um, so right then and there I decided that I was going to put the application in it took a lot of guts. Yep. It took about two weeks of me going, oh, no, oh, yeah, no, oh, oh yeah, no, do it. Um, and I did it. Um, and, yeah, so that was a six-month relaxation course. I finished that and thought, no, that's not enough. More. I need did to you enjoy it from the first day that you went and did this course? Did you go, yes, this is for me? Or did it take a little bit of time to kind of get used to going back to study or how was it? It took a really time? long time to get used to going back to study. In year 12 or through my whole high school, I did no health subjects. So I'm actually a little bit different. Like I did nothing related to biology, chemistry, health. I had no idea what it was. And I actually am quite grateful that I was a little bit naive what I was stepping into because had I known, I would have talked myself out of it. Um, I did find it difficult. I actually remember very specifically the first day that I had was an anatomy class um, and I had no idea about anything, bones, muscles, anything. And I remember coming home and saying, I don't know how I'm ever going to do this, honestly. Like, this is a completely new language. So it probably did take a few weeks to get back into that kind of rhythm. Um, but I'm very much a person, if you tell me I can't do something, I'll show you that I can. So I knew... I think that's why we get along. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I knew that I had to do it to prove it to myself and to all of those people that told me I would never do anything. Yeah, that's some good motivation right there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, got to the end of six months um, and said, OK, well, the next natural progressive step is a diploma, which was an additional 12 months. So how long had you been at university so far six months six before months that yeah 12 months so all together it was 18 months to walk out with a diploma of remedial massage um to which I did I did quite well I really enjoyed it and by that stage I knew I'd found home I knew that I was never going to wake up yeah and uh, regret that decision 
Um, but what led me to being in business on my own at that stage was that as a remedial massage therapist, you never get employed. Did you know this going no. into the course? <laughs> the careers advisors fail to mention this one. <laughs> they don't tell you these things. And I remember sitting in my last term, and I remember it was a manage and establish a practice uh, subject. And the lecturer at the time, I remember him specifically, he stood up in front of the class and said, you'll always work for yourself from this day forward. And I went, what? <laughs> this is something new. I was like, I was not aware of this. Um, and so he said, you don't get employed in this industry. It's, if you do, it's very rare. Um, and so you are going to have to learn very quickly how to run your own business. That's all right. That's easy, isn't it? Come on, you can learn that in a week. <laughs> so I, I, people always say to me, what made you start your own business? Well, I didn't really. You it didn't have a choice. I didn't have a choice. If I wanted to work there and, and work in that industry, that was what I was doing. Um, and so that was another part of me that just went, okay, <laughs> right. I found home. I've now got to learn another whole new skill set, um, which... I have now discovered was meant for me. I actually have all of those skills that I needed. I just had to let them come out. Let them shine, as I like to say. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so, okay, so then what happened next? So, you, you know, you graduated, you received a diploma. What was the, you know, you suddenly been told, I need to run my own business in order to succeed in this industry. Yeah. How did you start? Um, so, really grateful that that actual same lecturer at the time when I finished my studies said to me, I'm about to open my own practice. Would you like to come and work out of the practice under your, like, as a subcontractor is what we call it most of the time in our industry? And at that stage, I had no idea what was going on. And he was the, the gentleman that stood up in front of me and said, You need to learn how to do all this. So I was like, Absolutely. Let me come <laughs> under your wing. So it's like you're on this roller coaster and it's like all these things kept popping up which kept you going. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. So he offered that to me and I am forever grateful that he did that for me because I learned so much from him, so much from his business and so much of what I was about and what I wanted to stand for um, in that time. So So do you think he was a bit like a you know, they say mentors? Uh, absolutely. Yeah, hands down. Um, and even still to this day, if I ever pop something up about something that I've accomplished or something that I'm doing, he's the first to send me a message and say, well done, Ray. I'm so proud of you. Um, yeah, so. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. So working um, in his practice, you obviously were able to pick up a lot of... Um... Yeah, so I started working six hours a week out of his clinic um, and I actually worked at a bottle shop in the meantime to make ends meet and I also worked uh, at footy um, and so I was doing lots of things just to get through which is a normal story for most people that start out um, and so it slowly grew. Obviously he was a new practice so he was also trying to grow the business and so I always say we can't, I kind of grew with his business um, in that sense. And did you, help, was there a time when you said okay it's time for me to move yeah. from this practice or? So the time came, I was still working in AFL football, which I started uh, as a cadet and stayed on when I was studying my diploma. Mm -hmm. And I met a gentleman that was working out of, um, that owned a physiotherapy practice within the same building of the football club. And he said to me, I really need someone like you to come and compliment 
the business. And so I was working there four hours a week as well. And so as my kind of business and my roles and my confidence started to change, I realised that that was probably where I was headed and was more suited to that clinic. Um, and so I said, it was a very hard conversation I was going to say, was this one of those have? difficult conversations? Um, to the point where I was almost sick and like started crying in front of him. I, I say I'm not a crier, but apparently <laughs> I cry a fair bit. Um, <laughs> and so I said to him, I am so thankful for everything that you have done for me, but my time has come that I need to spread my wings and, and grow a bit more here. And he said to me, well, about bloody time. <laughs> Um, he said, you're about six months too late, Rue. Like you should have, <laughs> you should have been doing this beforehand. Um, and I just was like, oh my goodness, why did I not do this? Yeah. Earlier. Yeah. Do you think that was, you know, those difficult conversations that we have, you learn so much from that experience? I think you learn so much about yourself too. And it was probably for, I always, and I've said this openly to him, it was probably more my loyalty to him that I didn't want to um, jeopardise. Yeah. And I didn't want him to think that I was ungrateful for everything that had happened. Um, but I also knew I was never, I never wanted to go back to that feeling of being in the hotel and hating going to work every day. And so I also knew then that it was time to go. Um, and I think I learnt a lot about myself um, as a person more than anything. And I guess the maturity, isn't it, at that stage as well? Absolutely. Yeah. And maturity in the business, not just as a person, yeah. but the as maturity a as a business owner, that sometimes you have to make those hard choices and those make those difficult conversations happen so that the business will grow. Yeah. And have you found, so since then you obviously moved on um, into the rooms um, at the footy club, but within the physiotherapy Correct. business, but you're two separate businesses. Yeah, so um, during that time of transition, I started a degree qualification, which was a really big deal for me. So I enrolled to go and do a Bachelor of Health Science in musculoskeletal therapy, which is where the big name comes yeah. from. Which means my therapy, my right? My therapy. <laughs> for everyone playing along at home, uh, musculoskeletal therapy and my therapy is the same term. Um, so, yeah, so I, I made a really big plunge at the same time as this trying to grow the business. I decided that I was going to show all of those people that had told me I was never going to go to university that I was and I was going to do quite well. Um, and so I was trying to do both of those things as well as work at a football club, which is probably where that transition of being within those rooms happened. So basically I subcontract to that business as a myotherapist. I'm the only myotherapist out of the entire practice. Um, and I have, I'm very fortunate that I have my own space within there um, and I can grow as I need. Make the changes, whatever you want to do within your business, you're not limited. No. Yeah. Yeah. And has your business changed from the moment you stepped into those rooms Absolutely. to now? Yeah. yeah. In what, what, what ways? So what, probably when I first started, I was quite new, not only as a practitioner, but as a business owner and just trying to find my own niche, but also my own treatment style. And as my confidence in those have has grown, the, I sort of, I became a little bit stagnant there just for a little while. Um, and a bit scared, 
I think is uh, a lot of what happens to me is a self-confidence thing. Um, You're I, not alone. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I, as a kid, like my school reports always said, Rihanna would be really great at everything if she was just a bit more confident. And as an adult, that's exactly, you know, it's my own head that stops me from moving forward. Um, so I was very stagnant and it wasn't probably, and I say this wholeheartedly to anyone that asked me, it probably wasn't until I joined She Will Shine that um, I met women that actually pushed me to go that little bit further. And so I've started to incorporate holistic health yeah. and all of let the... me cry now. <laughs> Um, all of those things that I incorporate in my everyday life out to my patients without the fear of being judged yeah. and that's what it was. I was scared that people were going to be like, oh, she's a bit hippie. What's she's doing things here? a bit different. Yeah. yeah. But I realised from that from November when I met you all that, you know, being different is actually something that you should embrace and it's something that sets you apart from the rest of the profession or the world and that, you know, you guys were never going to judge me. You actually allowed me to grow into that um, and push me a little bit further. I mean, even you, Danielle, you always say to me, when are you going to do your next video? <laughs> do the first one. And now I'm sitting here doing this. There video. you go. Yeah. So, you know, without those little pushes and without, you know, feeling like, oh, my God, they're going to judge me for doing this, I'm able to do it. Yeah. That's awesome. Sorry, don't mind mine watery eyes um but also you know also um as your confidence is going as you said you're doing things your way so you're not just offering therapy these days you do it you've come out come out with another like income stream so to speak yeah so um obviously my therapy and the actual hands-on practice will always be my go-to it's yeah. my home but i have added in holistic health products but um, so that include, is including sort of like room sprays, essential oils, crystals, all of those things that I have used in my entire life. Um, but also adding in like guest speaking events, um, mentoring for people that are in the exact same position as me that have just been told that they have to be able to work for themselves and going, oh my goodness, what does that mean? Yeah, you've walked that path, you know, exactly now. Yeah, yeah, and for me, it's just about making practitioners and specifically my industry, one more well-known, but two, that the practitioners in it are better off. And it's anything I do is to make our industry better. Yeah. You're a shining example. I'll use the word shining, of course. But you are. You're a shining example of what it takes to go into business on your own, but also to niche and to work out what can I do to expand my business? You know, what, what can I think outside of the box? Yeah, absolutely. And it, it's probably, I have to say, as you said in the opening, I've been in business six years and I honestly think that the last 12 months, someone actually asked me last weekend, they said, Rihanna, what has happened in the last 12 months that has made you boom? And that's how I like to describe it. And I'm sure you can attest to it. It was all going along, but it wasn't really flourishing. And in the last 12 months, it's just exploded. And this, I sat with the question for a couple of seconds and I turned around and I said to him, I was true to myself. And the minute I did that, everything else grew. It all, it all came together. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? It's amazing how that, not just self-confidence, but it's the, the belief that if I'm true to myself, everything around me and the whole thing about abundance, it just all falls together. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's, I, I'd never really thought about it until he asked me that question. And I just thought to myself, isn't that phenomenal that it took that for everything else to work? Yeah. 
That's yeah, that's right. That's, that's the one key ingredient. If you don't have that, you're always going to flounder. Yeah. Yeah. So over the last, well, how many years has it been since you left the hotel? So I left in 2011. Yeah. So it's been almost nine years. Nine eight. years in the making. Yeah. yeah. And what kind of, if you were to go back and say to your younger self anything, what would it be? That's a very good question. What would I say to my younger self? I would say you are enough. You are so enough and that you do not know what is out in, in the world for you and do not put a glass roof on anything. Yeah. The world's, the world's your oyster. Yeah. My yeah. mum, growing up, my mum had a saying in our house and she still says it to me now. Uh, she says there's no such word as can't, Rihanna, but there's a, it doesn't mean the path will be easy. It may take a very long time and it may be a very windy path, but there is no such word as can't. can't. Very smart lady, very lovely lady too, I have met. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. And so moving forward, what do you think's next? Oh, there's, well, with that advice that yeah. I'm going to actually keep telling myself, um, I can see the business itself growing and taking in young practitioners and helping them grow, but also taking Eastern and Western medicine together under one roof and supplying and having everything that anyone would ever need under one little safe nest. Yep, under the one roof. Yep. That's fantastic. And I know you can do it. I know I can do it. Yes. So it's <laughs> can't. Your mum knows that too. <laughs> That's awesome, Ray. Do you have any advice for young people sort of starting out who are thinking of doing a similar? Um, my number one thing I always, well, there's two things I say to people especially if they're coming out into my industry. There's a quote that I was given when I first started practicing and it lived on my fridge and it still does to this day. Don't compare your chapter one to someone else's chapter 20. Um, and it's something I remind myself every day because we all do it, we all compare. Oh, social media these days makes it 10 exactly. times worse. And we shouldn't. Um, we're our own unique being, we have our own unique path. We shouldn't compare. And the other is find the person that's walked the path that you want to. The right person for you will help you and give you every piece of advice that they can. Perfect. Gold nuggets of wisdom from, <laughs> from you, Ray. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us today on the couch. It's been an absolute pleasure. Um, I know that in the last 12 months, it's been 12 months, almost 12 months, um, I've certainly seen you skyrocket doing amazing things and I'm so very proud of you um, but yeah there's a lot more to come so I'm going to keep watching out for you. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Oh you're welcome. Thanks everybody for joining us it's been another fantastic episode and I'm really really um, pr proud and grateful that I'm able to bring the stories of these inspiring women to your screen. So have a good one and we'll chat to you soon. See you later. Mm -hmm.